Welcome to the Flyover Ministry Podcast, a practical youth ministry podcast for small church leaders by small church leaders. We are grateful that you have joined us for our journey through ministry-related topics that we hope help equip and encourage you as you serve Jesus wherever you are. Welcome to the podcast. We are the target market. We set the corporate target. We are slaves of what we want. This is flyover ministry. Yep. There's a I just theme. Think that you're there's into a weird theme stuff. this month, Jordan. Have you caught it? No. I like like I know these things that you're talking about. I was I was ridiculed by your brother John about using a Beatles reference last year or Funny last story. month. He sent me a text message with a picture in a book that he was reading. I was like, is this what Dan is talking about? Because he came across that song in a book. I was like, I guess so. So there you go. You are so relevant. With the Beatles. I couldn't believe it. So for as musical as your family is, I can't believe, well, we didn't grow up, we didn't grow up listening to the Beatles. Well, neither did we. But I, st- I mean, you still pick up the song. Well, there's, there's a Langness family culture that, impacts that like the christian radio station was always on and that's kind of what it was and branching out for us was like newsboys so we are very very much in our bubble and my mama was always like i'll take you to your leader son (laughs) oh man newsboys mercy me okay i will say i will say any one of toby Mac's side projects (laughs) This might cause some cognitive dissonance to you, but old-time newsboys really slapped. Oh man, no! I'm I'm a hundred. You see what I did there? there? Like I took newsboys and I put slapped on it to make it current. I see that. Um, Peter Fuller newsboys is greater than greater than Michael Tate newsboys. Yes. Yeah. Hundred percent. But still, both both I've been to both concerts uh, of both, and I will say that they are still an entertaining concert to go to. But Peter, Fol- well, that was definitely um, the golden era, I think, for that band with Peter at, yeah. in front. Toby was better, or Michael Tate was better with Newsboy or with DC Talk. Yeah, Michael Tate's kind of turned the Newsboys into DC Talk, but not the good DC Talk. I'm such an old person. Everything old is good. Everything new is bad. Anyways, we're not talking about DC Talk. Well, we were, but we're going to talk about something else. We're going to talk about current youth culture and partnering with parents and helping them walk through what our kids are swimming in. And mm. question for you, Dan, has the world changed since you were a student? Uh, I think the world has changed since I got up this morning. It's kind of the speed I feel like it changes yeah and it can be like we might take this for granted because this is like the world that we swim in we work with students our job if for those those of us who do this vocationally um our job is to kind of understand this world that they're in so we can communicate to them better and some people are engineers and they are their minds are taken up by very intricate things that i have no idea about but they don't have time to really focus on youth culture and stuff as much. 
And so it might not seem like as real to them until all of a sudden their students in a crisis or something's going on. Like, this is so weird. I thought it was just new math, not new morals. And then it's just new everything. And so, um, yeah, we want to help parents understand what's going on. And in a sense, I guess, like help them to be helping their kids be Bereans in this day and age to use that biblical colloquialism. Right. Taking what they are hearing and looking back to scripture to see if what is being said is true. Um, I think what is communicated as CPYU, we're going to, I mean, there's no way to go through this episode and not mention that. So we'll just drop that here at the outset. They have uh, a terrific point in when they say that your kids are always being catechized. Mm -hmm. And I love the fact that they use that word catechized because, I mean, you are being indoctrinated in a faith and that's really what is being it's happening is that you are being uh, led and taught into either following god or idolatry and to be the church means that you have it you have a pulse on what's going on in the world around you but you are able to speak god's truth into what your kids are seeing because uh, if you don't teach kids uh, they are going to be looking at you know, whatever they're seeing out in the world today, whatever advertising is being pushed their way, whatever marketing is being geared to them. And they're going to look at that and say, well, this must be true because they're not hearing a counter message. And the gospel is countercultural. It is flying in the face of much of what you see when it comes to idolatry. Uh, he said, surprising no one. Um, if that does surprise you, well, um, surprise. But the gospel is counter, and it ought to um, encourage us to be catechizing and, and drawing our people back to the gospel to say the Bible does speak about these issues and these topics. And here is what God's word says regarding uh, our identity, our bodies, our, uh, our worldview, how we ought to interact with one another. The value we place on each other, our morals, and I mean, the list keep, continues on and on and on. And it, it is a tremendously overwhelming thing to kind of look at. But, it, you know, we're looking at this from the perspective of having gone through puberty. Imagine being in adolescent right now and going through uh, your brain development and not entirely sure what is happening and in being in the world today as fast as it's changing i mean that's it's overwhelming you play a lot of cookie clicker yeah i i don't know what that is uh it it, it is a computer game that you can get on the internet for free and mm. the whole game is you click and every time you click you sell like a cookie or make a cookie or something like that and you try to see how many power ups you can get and what how many oh. yeah it's Something that I, ju- I just do. looked it up. I, I see. Yeah. So here's a question for you. Um, for do you think that our challenge as followers of Christ this day and age with culture, do you think that a lot of it stems from a not knowing the message that is being shared in culture B not knowing God's word well enough to see scriptural counter messages to culture or see 
we know the culture voices, we know God's word, we just don't ever filter them through the same thing and say, how does this then impact me? What do you think? Uh, D, all of the above. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, people who know me knew that that was coming. Um, okay. I think there, there's valid points. I think in every one of those points that you said, I can put names and faces of people that have that perspective where they don't know what's going on in the culture. They just aren't looking at that because it's overwhelming and they don't like to, so they just don't. Um, you also have people that aren't uh, biblically literate and aren't familiar with being able to connect God's word with what's going on in the culture today. And then um, what was option C again that you gave? It C was... was knowing the messages of culture, knowing God's word, but just not putting them together and allowing our knowledge of God's word to drive our decisions with culture. Yeah. And, and I would even offer another option on top of that, being able Besides to put D. both of them together. Yeah. The actual D option here uh, is that uh, they do put those together, but they really are not too um, involved in youth ministry or sure. involved in the lives of students to be able to know how to communicate that well to the life of te- lives of teenagers. And Dan wisely brought up CPYU at the onset of this, and this is maybe just going to be one big advertisement for them. But if those (laughs) questions are intriguing to you, that is essentially what the 3D Media Review does. Um, So, for example, when when I was telling last week, we were talking about uh, sending the message about doing these 3D Media Reviews to parents and why we do this. And so Mm -hmm. as we're talking about this, um, I wanted to, first of all, give the case why. And the first thing that we need to realize is that, like you said, culture is catechizing our kids. They are, they're constantly getting messages. Um, and a lot of us just aren't aware of that. We don't think about, like, what is culture telling our kids about identity? Like we say, okay, well, the people who are yelling on the street saying things like, hey, you're a boy, but you sh- you could be a girl because you like act differently or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, we're like aware of that, but we're not thinking about how does this show up in the TV shows? How does this show up in the advertising? How does this show up in educational resources? Duolingo, for example. Um, I was doing, like, I'm, I'm doing some Spanish work on that, and I mean, not anything fancy there. I'm not going to start translating myself here, but... Uh, answering some of the questions, you know, it was like, I walked with my boyfriend through the park, you know, that's how basic I am. But on the picture are two guys. And so it's just like, you know, this is communicating what is normal, what is, what is right in culture. And are we aware of these messages that are being communicated? Um, The advertisements, what are the stories that they are selling you on? It's not the product per se anymore it's this identity it's this imagery um this desire and so i think one of the first steps is awareness and one thing that concerns me is how frequently i see my students in the this mental state of mindless consumption and i think you look right. at tiktok you look at like youtube shorts or whatever and and that's what it is it's just like vegged out whatever flick to the next one flick to the next. there's not this processing but these things are all communicating something. So yeah. to teach, hey, first of all, everything has a message. 
everything is telling you something. What is that message? Um, and then like you pointed out too, there's, there's also the reality of biblical literacy. You know, when, when we have this time to go through this, like I talked about, I think it was, was it last week that I talked about um, Miley? I think it was last week going yeah. through Miley Cyrus as I used to be young. Um, so we brought up some of the themes from the video. Uh, you know, she talks, some truths are brought through there. First of all, she starts off with the statement, the truth is bulletproof. That sounds like objective, you know, and we can celebrate this. Uh, she talks, she has a line about how um, turns out open bars lead to broken hearts and going way too far. You know, she's mm. she's recognizing the consequences of going too far with alcohol consumption, of drunkenness and stuff. So we can we can point at these themes and then we ask our students, well, that's her message. What is the message that we get from scripture? And a lot of times it's kind of like, Jesus died. And you're like, yes, that is historical fact. But what does that say to this, right? And, and scripture has things for all of these different messages that we get. The scripture says a lot about drunkenness. Scripture says a lot about truth. We can point to scripture and say, scripture is saying that, you know, Miley Cyrus, the point that she's making here is a true statement, not because she said it, but because it's being supported by scripture. It is an accurate representation of her world. Um, we could also say things that are wrong, like uh, her song is kind of about, you know, I'm go I recognize there's pain in my past. I recognize that I've made bad choices. I'm going to get past that by saying I was young, and that's how I'm going to reconcile it and move forward. And we would mm -hmm. say the scripture tells us we don't just say we grow up. There is scripture talking about maturity and thinking like a child, acting like a child, and putting that behind us. But scripture offers us a better picture of redemption, of restoration, of forgiveness. Right. And we can bring these stories in, we can bring this reality in and say this issue that was brought up in this medium, here's what scripture says to it, here's what how we can think Christianly about it. And teaching people to see a message, then teaching them, asking what scripture shows them, my hope is that it trains them to A, be aware of the messages of culture, and B, recognize their need to be in God's word so they can have that when they're asking the question, what does God's word say about this? Mm -hmm. And that leads to the third thing of what should we do as a believer and what will we do as a believer? Right. For those that aren't familiar with the 3D media review guide from CPYU, uh, I'll point you back to March, 2021, uh, specifically the uh, March 31st, when Jordan and I looked at, look what you made me do by Taylor Swift. Um, and we did a 3D run through of that song with the discovered discern and decide. Um, and I don't even, I didn't even look to see how many views are on there on YouTube right now, but I'm sure that's gone up since the, uh, start of her eras tour. Um, it is, yeah, there, there's a lot that happens in youth culture that we need to keep tabs on. And like we've touched on before, it is overwhelming and, um, kind of to the point where, you know, how do you even get uh, a pulse on that culture? What sort of topics do you want to address? And how often do you want to address it? And uh, I mean, Jordan, how often do you go through the 3D uh, resource with your youth group? That's a good question. Um, it depends on the schedule. I think this year we're slated to go through it maybe four times or so. Mm -hmm. So I want it to be consistent enough that they can tell me what the Ds are that they're used to doing that practice itself. 
but but actually what your question just revealed and as i was thinking about this when you're talking too is um we're we're focusing this month on making these things available to parents and i'll, I'll just confess i have not done a very good job of bringing parents through this so they can go through it with their kids i think i've done it once or twice um, but that can be a more regular thing too, not just in like a summary of the email, but just, you know, an opportunity like, hey, we're going to go through this. Here's a music video that the kids are watching. Let's walk through this together mm-hmm. and to let our parents be aware of how to do this process too, so they can lead their kids in that as well. Yeah. And I think even coming into something fresh and a little raw, uh, where you don't know necessarily the music that you're going to be listening to, but as a leader, as you prepare for something like this, maybe you're following the suit of like a seminar, like we talked about uh, last week, uh, where you're going through this component of youth culture. I have done this, and we've had actually some pretty good response and feedback from different topics regarding culture. Like we had a family that just said, you know what? Uh, we're just going to start a no phones in the bedroom policy because of the sleep schedule, period, but also the opportunity for kids to just be scrolling through Instagram reels and TikTok until two in the morning. That's not good, and we don't want that. So we're going to try and protect our families uh, from that happening to us. Um, there was a illustration that someone had given me, and I... I'm trying to remember exactly who it was. So if this was you, I apologize. And here's the credit to you, uh, unnamed person. There is, uh, when you go whitewater rafting, um, the really discerning and wise uh, individuals who are going down, especially a river that is brand new, will pull off. They will uh, pull off to the side of the river and they will go up to the top and just kind of scout the route through the rapids that they are about to go through. Um, they will see the rocks, where the currents are, they'll take a look at the flow of the river, and they will study the river for a, a considerable amount of time to try and chart their way through. And uh, when I, I bring this up because sometimes youth culture, you have parents that are standing up on that cliff top that are just kind of looking at their students going through the rapids um, the kids going through the rapids of youth culture and they are uh, unprepared. They are uh, did not take time to kind of go through it. They're right in the throes of it. And um, what our job is, is not to be the people on uh, the, the cliff. Sometimes people are on the shore trying to shout instructions and those instructions are kind of hit and miss because of the roar of the water. But we want to be the adults that are in the boat with them, helping them navigate Um, what is otherwise unfamiliar water to them. We want to be able to teach them. We we want to be in it with them. And I I think really that's why I love youth ministry so much is that you have an opportunity to be kind of that grounding source of, um, dare I say, comfort and reassurance to kids who are otherwise just in the middle of chaos and they just don't know the world used to make sense and now it doesn't. And I I don't know what is taking on. I'm just overly anxious and overstressed. And um, you look at how many ads and how many messages our kids are receiving on an average day. And it's anywhere from 4,000 to 10,000 ads any given day. And, And they are overwhelmed with all of this. So to be the person that is in the boat with them, helping them navigate this, there's uh, an absolute privilege that comes with that. There is also quite a bit amount of work 
So as we go through these topics about partnering with parents, um, your job is to help parents also learn how to be in the boat with their students, not just to roll their eyes and say, "Ugh, teenagers, uh, am I right? Uh, things used to be so much easier when they were kids and cute and they actually loved us and showed us some kind of affection. Your job is there to partner with these parents and to say, yeah, teenagers are pretty crazy, but they, they, they do still want people to care about them. Like that has not changed. And here is some ways for us to kind of grow in this, to, to wade in this water with them. Yeah. So as we think about this, walking with parents through the subject of youth culture, um, mm. shooting from the hip a little bit, a couple ideas of, of how to possibly do that. Um, now you're going to have graduated levels of involvement for this, or maybe graduated right. levels of time commitment that things would take. One of the easy things that you could do is um, CPYU has a parent page that comes out every month. You can subscribe to that. It is cheap. It's like 60 bucks a year. Yeah. $5 a month. And you can mail it to as many people in your congregation as you want. Um, but in there, you're going to have highlights of all sorts of different things across the spectrum of youth culture that will come. And it helps to be aware. You know, what are the kids listening to? What are they reading? What games are they playing? Um, what are people saying about students and about all these different topics? Uh, God's word is brought into there. There's studies that come into there. So there's a great amount of content that can be there. And I, at times, had advertised that as bathroom literature. Like you could read it in a couple toilet <laughs> sessions. Like you've got the time, take this in, you know? Um, so make it available. And that's, that's one great resource. So that's probably low end of the fruit. Uh, you can go mid-grade and like do something journeying together where it is uh, stuff that you're aware of, maybe bringing people through, um, involving them. Like, Dan, I think you've in the past have done uh, times where you like watched something and did a presentation with the TV with parents about media and discernment um, or just youth culture. Uh, so maybe it's bringing up a topic, discussing with parents like, mm -hmm. This is what's going on. Like, have you guys heard about this? What do you think? How do we walk with our students through it? And maybe on the top of that list is like, as far as most intense is if you have a parent who's really interested, again, like we talked about and alluded to last time, there's some awesome books to be able to be pointing to. Um, you got questions about gender identity and homosexuality. And if a parent's really interested and they are willing to commit the time, give them Holy Sexuality by Christopher Yuan. Uh, mm -hmm. Give them something that that is really meaty that that can help them learn about these things, learn about what Scripture says about it and what God declares about it, and that they would be ready to then synthesize that into the lives of their kids. So a wide gamut of, of things that we can do. Um, Dan, what what are some things that you can think of as far as ways to help parents walking through this? Man, um, this is going to sound crazy. But that's never stopped me before. So here we go. Um, bring those parents with you to your youth ministry conferences. Um, there are so many great speakers and authors who talk about this sort of thing. And to have them grapple with this, to uh, see your life as a leader, uh, to see the kind of world that you are in, and to allow them a chance to be a leader in that, to be better equipped, not just as a parent, but also as a leader within your church, so that you are not the only person talking about these sort of things. Um, I think you talked about giving them books, and I, I do think there's a time and place and 
uh, some discernment for that. Um, I think there's, there's a, I mean, there's a lot of content that they're going to get from books. Um, and the, the different topics that you can talk about too, like if there's something especially that you are uh, looking at, I think Jordan, you really uh, put it well, uh, not maybe so much with the bathroom comment, although that was, co that was pretty funny, uh, but thinking about uh, the entry level, right? The parent page from center, uh, CPYU. They're also uh, recently revamped their website to make it a lot more navigable. So if you're looking for something regarding uh, the LGBTQ plus movement, you can search for that ex exclusively on their website and they will br it'll bring up everything that they've ever talked about or written or produced regarding that topic. I mean, podcasts, books, uh, blog articles and interviews and other things like that. If you're looking for, uh, there's kids that, uh, are talking about suicide. This is something we're dealing with in our youth group. Not us, I'm just saying as an example, maybe that's something you're dealing with in your group. You can search for that and uh, you will be able to find more specific directions kind of as a, a starting point for you to be able to, you know, let's, here's something a little short and digestible. Let, let's start working through this together and to grab a cup of coffee with these parents and to sit down and say, you know, I, I know that this is something that your kids have talked about. I know this is something that is a concern of yours. Um, and, and let's actually prioritize this. And I love the fact that ministry allows us to kind of use some discernment regarding how we prioritize our time in the week. But that's exactly the kind of conversations I want to prioritize. So, you know, um, you get ready for youth ministry, your, your youth group time. But also, you know, I would say even before you do that, to take that hour, hour and a half on a Tuesday and to um, have lunch with them and, and to walk through that. Because honestly, I mean, when, when, your, when your, the parents of your students are working, lunchtime might be the only time that they have for you to be able to, to have that time. So make time, go grab lunch with them and walk through it with them. I would say one other thing too, possibly, you might not need to do this, but you might have to. Um, I think an early thing that we can do too is help frame the conversation. Um, because when we talk about youth culture, there's a couple different mentalities that we see existing as we, we kind of wrap up here. Um, yes. And, you know, Walt Mueller does a good job with this and his book, um, Engaging the Soul of Youth, or of youth Culture. And he talks about uh, a, bun a bunker mentality, which, if we're honest, has been something that's pretty common in the church. And that's we pull ourselves out, we isolate, we don't engage because we want to protect ourselves from all the evil that's out there. Yes, there is evil that we need to protect ourselves from, but that's not the posture that Christ calls us to as we see his great commission to us to go into all nations, right? right. Um, we have the mentality that is more of uh, permissive or adoptive where it's like, we're going to just take everything the culture tells us. We're going to agree with it. That's not biblical either. You know, we see Christ himself bucking the trend. A lot of what was going on in culture, he says, no, this isn't right. Um, and then, but what we see is a third option, which is infiltrate. We're a part of the culture. We're not being changed by culture, but we are engaging with culture, hoping to change culture and that's kind of where the tension for the believer is. We don't run away from it. We're called no. to be in the world, but we're not up to be part of, or we're not to be of the world. And yet Jesus calls us to be salt and light. 
And so we don't do that by being by ourselves, clumped up as the title of the book says, uh, out of the salt shaker, you know. Um, but we also don't do it by losing our saltiness. So there's right. that tension there. And sometimes a parent needs to be brought through that. And I, that's a delicate thing. Uh, there are some parents that I get to work with that I are very comfortable in their bunkers and comfortable keeping their kids in bunkers. And, you know, we gently, lovingly say, you have every right as a parent to parent how you see fit. Um, but be cautious of pushing so hard that your kids once free will just like take in everything that you've been protecting them against. Um, you know, and then there's some that are per- pretty permissive and it's lovingly and gently saying God calls us to standards and stuff. So in all this stuff too, pray for wisdom, um, mm-hmm. because we need to be led by the spirit as we, we have these conversations, but this is one way that we can be exceedingly helpful in supporting our parents too and bringing them along this journey, giving them the tools they need to, to have these conversations with their kids um, in an ongoing fashion, uh, not just once, but just throughout life. So anything yeah. more from you? Yeah, well, you mentioned Walt's book. Uh, he pulls quite a bit from a guy named H. Richard Niebuhr. If you are a reader or would like to listen to this, this book is called Christ and Culture, and he talks about five different views that people have regarding culture. Um, it's a book that we had to read and Walt actually taught on it while I was at Gordon Conwell. It was required reading and I would say uh, it is very good reading. Um, you know, when you try and have that bunker mentality, like you said, it is pretty common in the church to say, no, there's uh, secular music and oh no, not the newsboys. How can, no, we only listen to <laughs> the newsboys uh, kind of mentality. The, the thing is that when you try to shelter your kids from culture, you fail to realize that that's impossible because culture is the vehicles you drive. It's the money you use. It's the clothes you wear. There is culture all around and there's no way to completely shelter your kids from it. At the same time, um, just kind of letting your kids go all crazy and just say, ah, that's what the world has, um, you know, anchors away, just kind of going to let them float around. That's not using discernment either. So we do want to be discerning parents. We do want to be leaders that are helping our parents with that discernment. And like we were talking about, you walk through youth culture with them. Like you're not uh, alone in this uh, and your parents aren't alone in this. And the idea is that you ought to be together working towards the same goal. And that is, uh, again, bringing your kids to realize the redemptive work of Jesus. All right. Well, let's wrap it up there um, so mm-hmm. that we don't get emails saying that we're going past our allotted time all the time. But uh, we do hope that this is helpful for you, that you're encouraged as you think through your place with parents in your ministry and uh, that you would go in peace and serve the Lord. Thanks for listening to Flyover Ministry. You can find, follow, and give feedback on our Instagram and Facebook pages at Flyover Ministry. You can also get in contact with us on our Gmail account, flyoverministrypodcast at gmail.com. You can find other episodes that we've recorded on iTunes and Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts, and please feel free to share them with a friend. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.